Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Today we'll be talking about the Shigella species, which tend to cause a fuss with hus. Bacillary dysentery occurs when a patient presents with bloody diarrhea, fever, abdominal pain, tenesmus, and a bacillus is isolated as the most likely cause. This can be caused by Shigella species and enteroinvasive E. coli, among others. Shigella species are most often foodborne illnesses and have been associated with nearly all types of food. Once inside the stomach, this organism is acid resistant and therefore doesn't have a massive die-off in the stomach acid like most organisms. Therefore, you only need 10 to 100 organisms to establish an infection, making this organism extremely virulent. Once Shigella species have made it into the gastrointestinal tract, it uses its type 3 secretion system to secrete several virulence factors that hijack the M-cell's cytoskeleton and forces these cells to endocytose the bacteria. Once inside the M-cells, the bacteria can either slide into the pyre's patches or they can form actin rockets, much like Listeria monocytogenes, and hop from cell to cell. The most famous virulence factor is the Shiga toxin. This is an AB toxin that inactivates the 60S ribosome, inhibiting protein synthesis in the host cell and killing the cell. Children under the age of five make up the majority of cases of shigellosis. Sometimes the organism can cause hemolytic uremic syndrome, or HUS. This is a potentially fatal disease that occurs when the vascular endothelium is dysfunctioning because of the shigatoxin. This dysfunction leads to a narrowing of the body's blood vessels, creating a shearing stress on some of the cells in the blood, particularly lysing red blood cells and platelets. The excessive buildup of red blood cell pieces can cause these children to present with jaundice or acute kidney injury. You might be able to see this occurring by visualizing schistocytes on peripheral blood smears. This can be fatal if it causes kidney failure. Infections with Shigella species are typically diagnosed by stool sample culture and NAAT. If grown on hectoan auger, you will see green growth since this doesn't ferment lactose and doesn't reduce sulfur. If seen on McConkie auger, you will see white colonies with a yellow auger since this organism doesn't ferment lactose. If plated on Salmonella shigella auger, the organism will grow but not produce black colonies because it doesn't reduce sulfur. Antibiotics are typically not warranted as the course of dysentery is self-limited. You will need to replace fluids to prevent dehydration and shock. However, in severe cases, ciprofloxacin can be used to reduce the bacterial burden. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards. A 34-year-old male presents to the hospital with a six-day history of watery diarrhea, abdominal cramps, and fever. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 101. Computed tomography with contrast reveals pancolitis with terminal ileal thickening, but no evidence of perforation or intra-abdominal collection. 
Stool samples reveal red blood cells and white blood cells, and gram staining of the causative agent revealed a gram-negative bacillus. What is the mechanism of the most likely causative agent's most associated virulence factor? Is it A, blocks neurotransmitter at the peripheral alpha motor neurons, B, activate T cells by binding to MHC class 2, C, inactivates the 60S ribosome, D, ADP ribosylation of EF2. First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with fever, watery diarrhea, and abdominal cramps. Investigations found blood and white blood cells within the stool sample, and the causative agent is a gram-negative bacillus. This means that the most likely diagnosis is bacillary dysentery. Patients with bacillary dysentery present with fever, bloody diarrhea, and abdominal cramps. It is caused by a gram-negative bacillus. The most likely organisms are Shigella species and enteroinvasive E. coli, or EIEC. Most often, it is caused by strains that have the Shiga toxin or Shiga-like toxin. Fluids in supportive care are necessary to maintain hydration, and antibiotics are not recommended unless very severe cases. Choice A, the botulinum toxin, blocks neurotransmitters from signaling at the peripheral alpha motor neurons, causing flaccid paralysis. This typically takes the form of slurred speech, dry mouth, blurred or double vision, peripheral muscle weakness, and paralysis. However, Clostridium botulinum is gram-positive. Choice B, super antigens are able to activate T-cells by binding to MHC class 2. These proteins bypass the T-cells need for t three signals and activates T-cells in a large polyclonal monstrosity. This can trigger toxic shock syndrome, and the toxins that cause this include toxic shock syndrome toxin 1 and Staphylococcus aureus, and Streptococcus pyogenes can cause toxic shock-like syndrome. However, both of these are gram-positive cocci. Choice C. The Shiga toxin in Shigella species and the Shiga-like toxin in some strains of E. coli can inactivate the 60S ribosome, causing a complete halt to protein synthesis, killing the cell. Choice D. The diphtheria toxin in Carinobacterium diphtheriae causes an ADP riposylation of the elongation factor 2, which will inhibit protein synthesis, also killing the host cell. However, Carinobacterium diphtheriae is gram-positive. Therefore, the correct answer is C, inactivates the 60S ribosome. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, and it would be a big help for us if you could submit a review. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.